The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, um, if you haven't figured it out already, I'm Diana Clark. I'm one of the co-teachers uh, this morning, and Susie Keeley, I'll be teaching with my friend Susie. Uh, Susie will uh, introduce herself, say a little bit uh, more about her background, but um, I'll say briefly that she's a student of Rob Berbeas, and uh, a lot of the teaching that we'll be doing today is inspired by Rob, and who just died just recently, kind of, so, I don't know, in some kind of way, Susie, you and I didn't talk about this, but I kind of want to, I don't know, the memory of his beautiful offerings support us or may this benefit him in some way. And I don't know. I don't know what to say exactly. Yeah. No, it, this topic and exploring our relationship to our emotional life, that was very important to him, something that he emphasized in this very deep Dharma context. So, yeah, it's beautiful. I'm sorry, who was it? What was the name that you mentioned? Uh, Rob Berbea. So okay. he was a, a teacher at Gaia House. Um, okay. Very, very prolific uh, teacher, and he has a, a book called Seeing the Freeze. Um, so, yeah, that, that's who I, I trained with and studied with. Okay. Can you later on just put it in the chat, the name of the book and the name of the author, if I you don't mind? Would. Yeah. Thank you. That's a great idea. It is. Put that in there. So uh, a little bit about what we're going to do today is uh, it'll be a combination of some uh, talks, short talks. We're not going to go on for hours and hours. Uh, some real practicing, you know, some guided meditation. We'll explore some um, ways to work with emotions and to um, just explore, investigate, and be with emotions. And, um, and there'll be some small group discussions, too, for those of you who have been to Happy Hour, know that it can be really uh, powerful and meaningful to discuss your experience and to say um, and to explore your own understanding and your own um, experience, interpretations, uh, findings with others. So it'll be a combination of these different elements, and we'll try to have some not try, we will have some generous breaks, recognizing that, you know, spending hours and hours on Zoom is not anybody's idea of a fantastic time. So this won't be, hopefully it's not an endurance test or a, a way to um, torture you or something like this. So, um, so maybe we'll just take um, a minute to, again, I've, I've uh, said hello to most of you, not all of you, some of you that arrived a little bit later, I didn't. But I'm going to just say your name. I will say your name. And then and I'm going to be going in alphabetical order. And just a chance for you to say your name and say where you're from, just to kind of help us all get our names here in the, in the, um, into the community here. And then I'm... Um, uh, Susie will have an opportunity to say a little bit more. But to begin with, um, Abawali, I see you're not in your in front of your camera right now, but so maybe this doesn't make sense for you. 
if you wanted to say your name and where you're from. Okay, maybe we'll come back. So Abraham, if you'd like to unmute yourself and just... Hi, Abraham, Palo Alto, happy to be here. And, and if uh, I, I go off this picture, it's because my connection is weak. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you, Abraham. Um, Casey. See, where is Casey? Um, here, I've unmuted you. I'm trying to there. there you go. Oh, it's, can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. Um, um, so I'm Casey. Um, it's good to see all of you guys. Um, and um, thank you, Diana. And it's, Susie is the other teacher, right? Yes. Yeah, appreciate this. Um, uh, and uh, I'm calling from Cupertino, California. Um, I hope it's okay. I think there's some parts where I might have to kind of log off to take care of something. So hopefully it's not a too, bi- too big of a deal. No, no, there will be some breaks, as I said, and there'll be some natural places that you might feel like, oh, this is a good time for me to go or something like that. So, no, okay. we totally get it that people have lives in addition to uh, being Dharma practitioners. So, great. Thank you, Casey. Thanks. Um, so now I kind of lost my place here. So, uh, David. Hello, David from Ogden, Utah. Great. Thank you, David. Um, Della. Oh, let me unmute you, Della. Sorry. There we go. No? Um, my name is Della, and I live in North Carolina, but I've been spending so much time with IMC. I feel like I'm really there instead of here. Dana, I wanted to let you know, I really love your happy hours. It's just your happy hours is my bedtime. (laughs) So I listen to um, different recordings at different times, but I'm really glad you're doing this. It seems very relevant. So thank you very much. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Della. Thank you. Fiona. I'm unmuting you, or I'm not sure if I'm unmuting you or if I'm sending you an invitation to unmute yourself. Uh, uh, my name is Fiona, and I'm from Menlo Park, California. And, um, Diana, I might be in and out. I'm, I'm not feeling well, but I want to be here. So um, just blessings to you all and do what I can. So thank yes. you. Yes, thank you, Fiona. Take good care of yourself. Um, Jackie. Hello, uh, I'm Jackie from uh, Oxford, UK. Nice. Welcome, Jackie. Jan. Uh, This is Junzu. I'm from um, North Wales. That's a a small town near Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Nice. Welcome, Junzu. Thank you. And Jan. Hi, I'm Jan from San Jose, California, and I'm so looking forward to spending this day with you all. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Kathleen. Yeah, let me unmute you. Uh, are you unmuted now? There we go. I'm unmuted now. Uh, I'm from San Jose, California, and um, I've been looking forward to this 
and it uh, like like it's been said it's very appropriate yeah thank you thank you kathleen yes yeah, susie and i have been looking forward to this too uh kristen kristen i'm in redwood city california welcome kristen it's nice to see you thank you kumi uh, let me unmute you there. I unmuted you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm Kumi, and I'm from Redwood City. And thank you, Diana. Thank you, Susie. Hi, everybody. Good to see you. <laughs> thank you. Welcome, welcome, Kumi. Thank you. Linda. Hi, I'm Linda, um, and I live in Ogden, Utah, along with that other person whose last name is Weiskopf. Uh but we go in separate places for Zoom meetings. So, and today is a lovely day in Utah, so I chose the front porch. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Lisa. Hi, I'm Lisa in Berkeley, California. Nice to see you. Good morning, Lisa. Michelle. This is kind of tricky. I have to keep track of two screens here. Hi. I'm sorry. Um, hello, I'm uh, Michelle from, I'm actually from Cape Creek, Arizona, North Phoenix, but I'm in Folsom, California right now. Okay. So um, I'm kind of, I'm not sure if I'll be here for this whole event. I'm going to try because I'm, I'm kind of moving around in my, I'll be moving in my car and stuff. So I'll listen if I can't actually be on my iPad. Okay, that's no problem. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Morgan? Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm in Redwood City. It's so good to see you. It feels like so long since I've seen you, Diana. It's so nice to be here. Yes. Thank you so much for doing this. And hi to everybody. <laughs> Morning, Morgan. It's nice to see you. Prashan? Hi, uh, I'm Prashant from Sunnyvale, California. Good morning and welcome, Prashant. Good morning. Pye Ong San. Hey, um, yeah, I go by San. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, I used to live in New York City, but I moved um, to Redwood City uh, early this year. Yeah. Good to see welcome, you. San. Sangeeta. Hi, Diana. Hi, everyone. This is Sangeeta. I'm from Charlottesville in Virginia. Nice. Somebody else over there on the East Coast. Sheila. Oh, sorry, Sheila. Let me unmute you. Or... Hi, I'm Sheila. I'm from New York City. Um, I've had a lot of turmoil the past couple of weeks. I haven't been able to join Diana with the happy hour, which I was, you know, regular participant or Gil said. So I'm hoping this will help me, you know, deal with my turmoil. Great, great. May it be so. Susan. Um, I'm Susan from El Paso, Texas. Hey, welcome, Susan. And let's see here. Why, who, who, 
Hi, I'm Yu Fang. I'm calling from Cincinnati, Ohio. It's good to be here. Mm. Fantastic, Cincinnati. Welcome. Thank you. And uh, Michael. Good morning, this is Michael, and I'm in Palo Alto, and I'm full of equanimity and grateful for whatever Diana does. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. And then maybe we'll go back uh, to uh, Abba Wali, who wasn't in front of the camera before, but maybe they are now. Hi, uh, I'm Akshay. I'm in San Francisco. I'm excited to meet everyone. I'm sorry, and what is your name? It's Akshay. Akshay. The, the username is like the first letter of my first name and then my last name for like work reasons. But I yeah. see. I'll see if, you, if I can change it. You I, can. You can uh, just click on the little three dots in your frame and you oh, can okay. rename it. Okay. Akshay. Welcome. Okay. So a uh, warm welcome to everybody. And now I'll turn it over to Susie who um, start us off on our journey this morning. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome. Yeah, I'm, I'm Susie Keeley. I live in Los Angeles. Um, I teach meditation and Dharma here. Um, I'm an artist. Um, yeah, that's me. Um, and uh, I'm going to offer uh, to start us off kind of a broad sketch a little bit of where we're going to be traveling, um, where we're going to be exploring and a little bit of um, about why or, or what can come to us from practicing with our emotions um, and bringing that into our meditative practice. Um, I love teaching this topic and practicing with emotions has been a very central, rich part of my own practice. Um, you know, everybody here has at least a passing interest in meditation, uh, if, if, if not a strong devotion. Um, so one thing that I think will be um, possible for, for everyone uh, who engages with this uh, practice of attending to our emotions and becoming sensitive to our emotions, um, it can really support and kind of deepen and elevate our, our capacities as meditators. Um, our emotional life is such a it's a subtle and um, broad and rich uh, thing to notice, even, you know, noticing how our emotions show up in our body. It's true. They're not always subtle. Sometimes they kind of, you know, hit us like, like a, a Mack truck, but um, there's a wide range in how, how the emotional experience manifests. And um, that can, uh, an object like that can really help to develop our clarity and our, um, the, our capacity to be attentive and the stability of our mind. So that'll just generally um, be something that um, comes to us as meditators from this practice. Now, our emotional experience is so close to us. It's so related to how we view our experience, how we um, are able to know and see and kind of receive it. It's, it's very much filtered through, through this part of, of, of who we are. Um, that makes it a very uh, powerful and kind of um, potent object of, of contemplation uh, for us in terms of our insight practice. You know, if we're, we're looking at something that's um, very close to how we sense ourselves to be. 
um, you know, and the, we're all people. <laughs> like, this is this is this is how um, our emotional experience is always present. Um, informs our relationships. Informs how we're able to relate to ourselves to other people. Um, so, what we can do in our practice is going to very directly impact uh, how we can show up in our lives. So, um, those are kind of some general. Uh, thoughts about you know why practice this way um something that that came up for for diana and i very um clearly and very early on um is really having a sense that people will have different reasons for showing up today there will be um different things that we seek to discover or shift or transform in relationship to our emotions um, you know, what, what we may want may be very different. Um, and what I may want today may be very different than what I'm going to need later in my practice, you know, based on circumstances, you know, what, 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 the time that we're living in, the situations that we're finding ourselves in. Um, so we're going to kind of open up some different directions and we're going to offer some different types of practices um, taking kind of uh, different approaches uh, to serve that, uh, to serve that um, that diversity that that I'm sure is here. Um, if I think of a few possibilities in terms of what one might seek from practicing with emotions, um, a few things come to mind. One is more skill, more capacity. Um, more ability to navigate challenging emotional states. So that, that is certainly um, something that is on offer when we engage uh, with our emotional experience within our meditative practice. Um, more, more equanimity, more distance, more clarity. Um, so we will definitely be exploring practices that support that. Um, I, came to Dharma practice um, because it, it was clear to me that, that something needed to shift in the way that I related to my own emotional experience. Felt to me I was very much kind of ruled by it. You know, it's a, it was um, something that I didn't have a lot of skill and freedom with. Um, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that, uh, for, for bringing me to the Dharma. Um, and certainly I found uh, a lot was possible in terms of transformation, uh, much more than I, than I would have suspected. Um, so that might be one reason, is wanting to have more skill. Um, a second possible intention, let's say, for practicing with one's emotions might be to actually become closer to them, to become more intimate with them, to have more clarity for ourselves about what is showing up in my emotional experience now um, to kind of have at our fingertips a sense of how I'm feeling. Uh, it's, it's pretty common in our culture to kind of live above the neck, you know, to, to find ourselves um, maybe mostly identified or often identified with the thinking mind, the, the mind that's worrying, ruminating, um, and not so comfortable just hanging out with our emotional experience. Um, so practice can kind of open up in that direction too when we're working with our emotions. 
um, gaining sensitivity, gaining a clarity, sort of having a more fluency with my emotional experience, uh, having a sense of how emotions manifest for me in particular, um, what's kind of my emotional map. And when we have that, really serves us as meditators. You know, there's a close relationship between kind of knowing where we're at on this subtle level, how we sense it in the body, and what we're able to um, sense in terms of things like, uh, you know, subtle clinging, grasping, aversion. There's a, there's a real closeness there. Um, and then as people, it's like if I know how I feel in the moment, even in challenging situations, that's some very good information to have. Um, can help me kind of take a step back um, before needing to act or have a little more wisdom, a little more space. Um, so that's that's something, another possible direction to cultivate. A third one that I'll just throw out, and this is not an exhaustive list, but a third one would be something like having more confidence with our emotional experience. Um, that's kind of one way to phrase it. Um, I might, I might phrase it also something like being in alignment with our emotional experience or um, finding a way to free it, you know, to, to, to know it, to enjoy it, to be nourished by this very human capacity we have to uh, connect to our experience and other people through our emotional life. Um, so I think that's something else that comes from, it comes from intentionally hanging out with our emotional experience and developing some capacity to befriend it, all of that. And we'll offer some practices that um, present a couple different options for how we might relate to our emotional experience in ways that might support this kind of, this confidence, this ability to be nourished by and, and in alignment with our emotional experience. Um, Maybe one thing that I'll, I'll just open up now in relationship to this idea of confidence or relationship to having our emotional experience support us and nourish us and open up um, fully in a, in a beautiful way um, is something about also bringing in an energy of questioning uh, into this space today, the possibility of bringing that energy into our practice. So we'll be talking a lot about meditative practice and we'll be spending time doing guided practices. Um, and that will kind of give us some information uh, from, from, one, from one direction, you know, really knowing what is happening, having clarity there. Um, that begins to go a long way in sort of setting aside limiting habits of our mind, limiting habits um, that kind of lock us in to certain patterns and opening things up. It's also very possible to kind of look at um, what limiting beliefs or assumptions might I be kind of taking on from outside of myself. Um, not so much in a, a, with the intention to kind of like figure out what my deal is or what the problem is with X or Y, but more to begin to make space. You know, this questioning can support us in um, noticing where we're blocked. And that noticing and questioning um, then kind of frees up 
what is more this kind of um, organic, intuitive process of accumulating more wisdom, cultivating wisdom. Um, so, so just in the context of emotions, um, some of the areas we, we could look and we could question or we could think about would be things like certainly our family of origin, you know, where we came from. Uh, how did the people who raised us regard certain emotions uh, on one end or another of the emotional spectrum? You know, what was okay? What was permissible? And what, what was not? Um, so there may be sort of ways that our emotional life is kind of impinged or um, not able to, to have as much freedom. Um, our culture, you know, um, or the many cultures we may find ourselves within may have something to say about what's okay uh, in terms of our, how we manifest emotionally, what's okay to feel. Uh, what's okay, is there a certain kind of range of emotions that is acceptable or um, desirable for a woman to have or someone who identifies as female, someone who identifies as male, uh, maybe has other kind of constraints. Um, there may be other messages that we carry. Um, you know, the culture, uh, so many different ways. Uh, uh, it's not just how we limit ourselves. It's also how maybe we um, are afraid to be seen due to, you know, how we know other people are viewing us. You know, there, there's a lot that comes in. In, a, in our spiritual community, our spiritual context too, um, the Buddha, you know, I'm practicing and teaching within the Buddhist tradition. Um, many of you likely are practicing within that too. Uh, in different traditions and different communities, whether it's implicit or explicit, um, there's often a kind of sense of like, what's the emotional appearance of a spiritual practitioner? Like, how does that look? Um, how might we act? Even how might we speak, you know? Um, so are there some ideas hanging around there that may be limiting to us? Uh, what does an awakened person look like? And what range of emotions can they feel? So just bringing in these questions, um, you know, it can help kind of open things up. Um, I noticed for myself and just doing this kind of thinking that I kind of had a, I was judging my own practice based on the emotions that I experienced in a way, like feeling like, okay, if they're not lining up with my idea exactly of how this is going to go, am I really moving in the direction of freedom? Yeah. It is a very different, um, for holding up an idea of how things are supposed to be versus really practicing uh, with the intention to bring more openness and freedom and ease. Um, you know, those are two different things. And the, the one that kind of holding onto the idea is not so helpful. Um, yeah, I think that's enough for me for now. Um, I just have one note. What about anger? <laughs> what about anger? You know, how does that fit in? What about passion? Um, what about commitment? Um, you know, those kinds of things. In looking in these, this context of what's okay in, in the communities we practice. So, yeah, I think that's all. That's what I what what I'd like to share for now. Um, and Diana is going to introduce, uh, move us into a time to 
share together and discuss together in small groups. Thank you, Susie. Yeah, so I appreciate this very much, this whole investigation. What do we want from our emotional life? Do we want some familiarity with it, just to know what we're feeling? Or maybe we want to have some confidence in our in, that we can work with and deal with whatever arises. Think how your life might unfold if there weren't any emotions that felt like were difficult or taboo or something like this. Or maybe we want to um, be able to just simply feel uh, untangled or not so not up, not in uh, knots uh, with our emotions. We want to be able to feel like we have a toolkit in which if we do find ourselves, we can um, untangle them. Um, Susie, are there some other things that people might consider if they're thinking about what they might want from their emotional life? I, I, I mean, I think that's pretty good. It's, it's the um, a kind of a little bit more mastery, a little bit more stability on one hand, or a little bit more in, intimacy, you know, a little stronger relationship with our emotions. Those, those kind of, those are kind of two different. Yeah. And you mentioned the, the idea of the confidence. Great, great. I like these words, mastery, intimacy, and maybe just a, a confidence. And So we're going to break you um, up into small groups. And this is an opportunity for you to explore and share. You don't have to say your deep, dark secrets. And this isn't so much about storytelling as it is about an opportunity for you to, um, we're just kind of pro- creating a framework in which you can have these um, discussions for yourself. So it's more for your benefit. So when we do these uh, small groups, it's not so much about giving advice to one another. It's not um, so much about one person doing a monologue for a long time or anything like that. It's more just an opportunity for you to explore for yourself. What relationship would you like to have with your emotional life? What do you want from your emotions. All of us uh, have our own way that we are with us. And maybe it's a mixture. Maybe it's very clear. Maybe it's not clear, whatever it might be. So um, you'll be in groups of three or four. And the the person whose uh, screen name starts uh, closest to the beginning of the alphabet. So we'll go alphabetical order by screen name. Don't worry, we'll mix it up. We'll use different uh, things for these small groups. So if your name starts with an A, you won't always be first. And then, um, as I said, it's not just a long uh, monologue, but maybe just share a little bit. And then you hear from the second person, the third person, the fourth person. Then when it comes back around to you, maybe you've reminded, you've been reminded of something and you have something new to say. There'll be a little countdown uh, timer so you can see how many minutes are remaining. And then there'll be 30 seconds before you, whether you like it or not, you get kicked back here to the main room. And then um, lastly, I'll say there was a chat uh, question about uh, the schedule for the day. Um, I'll put something in the chat box for when you come back uh, so you can see when our planned breaks are so that you can, if need be, uh, join us at particular times. Okay. So have fun.
Hi. Hi, Wendy. I'm. Um, Hi, Dinah. Um, we just went into small groups, um, and we're talking about what we would like from our emotional life. So you heard that? Okay. I'll put you yeah. into a room. Okay. Thank you. Hello, hello. Um, I think we're all back here. So Susie, if you want to kick us off. Sure. Um, So welcome back, everybody. We're just going to take a few minutes. Uh, Diana and I would be really happy to hear um, from anyone Probably we're just going to take a couple, few people um, in, in the interest of time, but who would like to share something about that experience or share something that came, you know, alive for you, was interesting to you that came out of that process. Um, and uh, I, I will look at the screen for people who've raised their hands, but also if you know how to use the the um, raise hand function in Zoom, it's really helpful when there's um, more than one screen uh, full of people. So if just so you know, if you don't already, if you uh, mouse over the Zoom window and you'll see at the bottom, there's a participants uh, button. If you click on it, a window opens on the right. Uh One of the options you will have, you should see, is raise hand. No, I see name, I see names. You see names, okay. Um, At the bottom, Kumi, below all the names. Oh, yeah. Raise hand. I see it now. Wonderful. But now that you're unmuted, Kumi, why don't you just go for it? Oh, okay. So uh, I wanted to know what the difference between feeling and emotion. I'm going to unmute. I you mean, are unmuted. No, I'm going to mute. I see. Susie, okay. do you want to? unpack that i think it's a great question yeah um sure so part of it is just it's it's almost like uh they can be the same thing depending on how you're using the language um i'll just kind of uh say from a meditative context and 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 a buddhist context kind of the way i tend to use the words and i hear them used most often um feelings within the text, you know, within like the, let's say the Satipatthana Sutta, um, you know, feeling is pointing most closely to something called Vedana. So, you know, how we sense, how we kind of know and experience to be pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. Um, emotions, the, the, like the concept of emotions, you can't exactly find it within the Satipatthana Sutta in the way that we as Western people or modern people tend to use it. It has a little, this kind of broader, uh, it's almost like a psychological context a little bit. Um, there in, in the Buddhist teachings, there's this idea of Vedana, and then there's also this idea of um, the state of the mind. But this emotion, you know, it, for me, it's sort of a, a, it's a way to kind of bridge how we, relate to our own inner experience um, and a way that we can practice with it. I don't know if that's helpful or if you have something you want to add, Diana. I think that this is such a great question. And the fact that there 
is a question is noteworthy. It's not so clear. And that is kind of what we're going to be talking about uh, today, how feeling, that is like kind of, you know, the felt sense and emotion. We use, sometimes we use the same word. And sometimes we also use, oh, that feels bad. It feels good. I think that's uh, exactly what we're going to be kind of working with today is maybe right there in some of that confusion of why there's this conflation of uh, feeling and emotion. So thank you, Kumi. That was a good question. Um, is there any, anyone else who has something maybe to bring from the, the, what was touched on in the breakout group or... Diana? Yes. Uh, I, I just want to uh, talk to you just a, one minute later. Okay. After, yeah, before the break, yeah, or after the break, or before, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before, during, and after. Susie, before we forget, and because Kumi already brought up the break, can you put in the chat box our schedule for today so people know? And uh, for those of you who don't know, at the bottom of your screen, if you're on a computer, um, there might be like a number little one that just showed up in the chat box. And so if you need to leave uh, or you want to know when to join us or how long the breaks are or something like that, it's there in the chat box. Um, and then um, Abraham, do you have a comment? Hi, thanks. I just wanted to say that in our breakout group, I was just so moved at how people shared openly about their emotional lives, the challenges. Um, already a, a nice sense of intimacy and I really appreciated it. Mm. Thank you, Abraham. Yeah, it can make a big difference in the way our kind of gatherings go if there is that sense of intimacy. I see Jenya. Hello. <clears throat> so in the group I was... Um, I was sharing an experience of crying um, and I was saying how internally it feels like a, um, the way I described it was a, like a kaleidoscopic fountain. Like it, it and then when I cry, when it comes out, it's like, <laughs> and it like doesn't express itself the way that it feels internally. Um, and then it's confusing for the person that I'm, because I, I was crying yesterday with somebody and I think it's confusing for the person that I'm with. Um, and so just, I was just, I mean, it's not a specific question or anything. I'm just kind of contemplating like, how do I deal with that internal feeling and then the way it expresses it ex itself externally. And then also, um, you know, I was thinking, well, I can just cry by myself, but like crying doesn't happen as easily by myself as it does with people. And so then that adds a whole other like complicated thing of like, it helps me to be with other people to process, but then it's really hard for them and for me because I don't know how to navigate that like relationship. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share that experience. 
Thank you, Jenya. Yeah, somehow sometimes our internal experience doesn't match what how other people are interpreting what's happening for us. Yeah, and how it's being expressed. Thank you, Jenya. So maybe um, we'll go into a guided meditation. Kathleen, I see that your hand is up, but maybe we'll come back at the break, or maybe after guided, or before the break, or maybe after the guided, you won't have a question anymore. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um. So let's take, I'll just say a few words. Um, you know what, I'm going to stop the recording here and start a new one. So uh, the question was, will this be an audio dharma? Yes, it will be. No video, no, no video, but uh, some audio. So if you miss something and you want to come back, you'll be able to find it. <laughs> 